Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the International Buzz, the podcast for international students by international students, sponsored by the Office of International Education at Emporia State University. This is your host, Nash, and along with my co-host, Laura, we're very excited you're joining us this week to chat with another guest and hear their take on international life at ESU. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ESUOIE and on Facebook at Emporia State University, Office of International Education, to stay up to date about upcoming episodes and guests. As always, special thanks to Ramiro and Irene from the music department for the music you can hear during the intro and outro of this episode. Without further ado, let's begin. So exciting to be back to record another episode with another very, very special guest. I mean it. Very special. <laughs> Today we're joined with Nash, of course. Hi, Nash. Hello. And with Anita. Hello, everyone. We're here with Anita to talk about her take on international life, just to chat a little bit with her. Um, so, Anita, do you mind starting us off with a little introduction about yourself? Where do you come from? Um, what do you do here at ESU? How long have you been here? Sure. Well, hi, everyone. Um, I hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. I'm very excited to share the experience that well, ESU has brought to me. Um, I am from Bolivia. Uh, I am studying currently two majors, communication and sociology. And last semester, I started my minor in journalism, which I was really mm. excited for because it's something I really want to. I was kind of scared, too, because I knew it was going to be too much. But it was, it was something that I really wanted to do. And I've been here already two years. I'm finishing my sophomore year now. Has it been two years? Yeah, it wow. really went so fast. I didn't even notice it, but it's been it's been two years. Wow. Yeah, so two more years, and I'll be hopefully hopefully done with it. Two or three? Two years. Two. Okay. I'm yeah. Three, and I was like, <gasps> oh my god, no! I mean, it was supposed to be, but my advisor my advisor is just amazing. She's been mm. really helpful to me and. Um, she's helping me to organize all my classes uh, because like it's two double majors um, and a minor it's supposed to be like longer but she's been amazing like she's been so amazing that she was able to organize everything and And also you're Anita I want to believe so (laughs) (laughs) wow so how many credits do you take like a semester well this semester I'm taking 23 Wow, that's pretty 23? impressive. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-three. I know that's like an overload. At this time, it was twenty, but um, this semester I'm doing also my internship in journalism. Gotcha. So I was really excited, and I didn't know at the start that an internship count like as credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like it was, so I it ended up being twenty-three credits. Gotcha. Wow, twenty-three. Is that a record or something? That, I wonder what's the. That, that is a record. I, I think. think that maximum that we have is twenty-one. For like, oh. if you never know this, um, like here in, in the United States, like um, students tend to work and also go to school. So that's why they have like this rule of not charging too much with a lot yeah. of classes and right. stuff like that. Because most of them like have loans, like American students have loans and have to work. And that's a lot plus classes. Um, so that's one of the reasons they have like a limit of 20. Because back in Bolivia, I was one semester there. And I remember, like, my first semester, I took 32 credits. 32? That's insane. One semester <laughs> as a freshman in Bolivia. Sheesh. And when I came wow. here, they told me, like, my first semester, I guess I took, like, 15 credits. Oh, yeah. So I was like, 
are you sure? I mean, I wanted to take more, and my advisor was like, no, like, that's le- like our limit is 21, but right now it's the impressment. You should take 15. Yeah. And I was like, but I took 32. Yeah, I was like so confused. <laughs> I'm ready. Bring it yeah, on. but it, I mean, I like that flexibility that they have for oh, the yeah. students. That's... I think like it's really good that they think of them too. Yeah, I think that's something that they emphasize a lot on here, like giving students enough time to do like attend class, do their work. Um, like schoolwork and then if they also like need to go to work yes. and enjoy like their life you know it's not just study 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 like I think that's a, a very common you know assumption back home in Latin America that when you go to school a lot of parents don't even allow their their kids to work because they're yeah. like your only job is to study and to do well so here being more flexible and just having more time to even do extracurriculars that's something that at least I know for me, it was also like a shock. A, a, a shock, but it was a different difference that yeah. I noticed. I mean, that's definitely true. Like, it's like you mentioned, I think in Latin America, like, we have, I don't know, that concept that you need to study, 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 study. So back in there, that semester for me was like, go to school like around 7 a.m. Oh, um, yeah, also our classes start so Very early. early and they end like so late sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'll be, I probably will have just one hour to go home, eat, and then I'll be back until like 8 p.m., and it will be repeat next day. But like Laura said, we don't work too. Like it's not, I mean, some students do, yeah. but it's not something common. like is so common like oh, okay. here. You gotcha. know, like here are like some, I hear some students, I have two jobs, three jobs, right, like, plus right. starting. Right. I, I will have some like classmates that they will be like, oh, you know, I just arrived like at 3 a.m. from my job. And I'll be like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you, yeah, I was sleeping. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's like, also something that, I think it's really like I admire about US culture how people are so eager so to speak to be independent yes. and their parents also like encourage that a lot yeah and when you turn basically I think it's when you turn 16 or when you go to off to college you basically like like are autonomous take autonomous decisions very independent very independent and um whereas for us it's just like we live with our parents for us mm, Oh long as we can yeah. like our parents home is like our heaven you know like we don't want to leave no. gotcha <laughs> so here and yeah and they and they also like um how, how would you say it like encourage people to take on a job make their own money yes. like make decisions for themselves but that's that's true like when i came here i felt like by coming here was one of the best opportunities i could ever have mm-hmm. uh like, not just in the academic part, but personally, I, it just helped me to grow so much. Like, Laura said, like, to be more independent and learn to save money because, like, Laura said, oh, yeah. we're used to, yeah, oh, we're yeah. used to live with our parents. It's like, oh, yeah. no problem. Like, I have money, but, like, when you're doing your own money, like, you you're, paying, yeah, yeah. You're, do, right. you're paying your rent, you're paying your food. Like, even when you go out and you want to have some fun for your friends, you know that it's your money. Right. And you yeah. have to measure that. So that's something like almost like by coming here, I feel like really thankful that like now by like every time I go back home, I'm like, yeah, I want to go out, but I want to spend like my money. Yeah, yeah it's like I don't want my parents to give it to me, but because they think like, oh, she's come, she's coming back, so I'm going to give her money. I'm like, no, like no dad, like no mom. I want to do mine because I know how hard it is now yeah. to work and have your money. To earn it. So yeah, I think like if I will, like if I never had that experience of coming here, I will probably like still being that kind of bubble 
Um, so definitely coming to the U.S. or I think like going to any other country to study, abroad, yes. it opens like your mind, opens your eyes, and it really gives you a lot of opportunities to get better. Like not like I said in the academic life only, mm-hmm. but also in your personal life, what I think is very valuable. Yeah, no, that's that's true, and like I, I've personally experienced that too. Like when I came here, I had my own like sets of ways and views, <clears throat> even just about the world. But coming to America, like. I feel like my mind's been filled with so much and different uh, perspectives and there's only so much you can gain, you know, so uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Definitely. Yeah. So, Anita, can you, speaking of ESU, speaking yes. of what you've learned here, why did you end up picking ESU? Like, how did you get here all the way from Bolivia? Actually, it's a funny story. Um, what happened was that, um, like, in my sophomore, Kind of like in my sophomore year, uh, when I was in high school, I got my friend, his name was Vitaly, and he put this idea on my mind, like, we should go and study together, like, let's get out of here and get better, like, um, academic lives and everything, and I took it seriously, so I started to uh, search universities, like, I remember one day I went and I talked to my mom and I told her, you know, I want to go and study outside if it's possible, Um, and she said, like, okay, let's see. So in Bolivia, well, almost in my city, we have like a street where are all the embassies of most of the countries. Mm. So you can just like go and walk and you will get like all the information you want. (laughs) And in that place is um, the American embassy. So I remember I went and I basically um, asked in the reception and they told us like they didn't have information in that place exactly, but they had it um, in Education USA. Education Education USA. USA. Yeah, and I was like, (laughs) okay, how's that? But... It was thanks to my sister, too, because um, in that time, I think it was kind of December, so Education USA will be uh, doing a, do- a lot of advertising in the radio, and it was a radio that we used to listen a lot in my house. And she said, like, I know Anita wants to go, so you should go to Education USA. So we ended up in Education USA, and in that moment, my advisor, his name was Marcelo Saldana, yeah. well, he asked me the typical questions, you know, like, what's your name, uh, what do you want to study, why... And he started to give me, like, this overview of what it is, like, go outside and study in the U.S. And funny story, he went to my same high school because when he asked me, like, oh, so which high school you are? And I told him, like, oh, I'm in Amor de Dios school. And he was like, oh, no way. I was there, too. So, like, he understood better my background. Um, and he graduated in 2001. That is the year when I was born, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, in that process of helping me to come here, investigate more about universities, um, he told me if I heard about ESU in a moment, and I was like, no, to be honest, I've never heard of Emporia State. And he started to give me like his details because he came here to study. So he's an alumni. Um, and I remember like I really got interested, but I was like still watching universities. And it was by October or so, and I was checking one day my email, and he sent me one that was uh, a contest that ESU was doing mm-hmm. uh, about so, like, some students from Latin America to come here. Uh, for that, we have, like, to do a video. And I remember the deadline was, like, one day. Yeah, I had one day. One day. And I, I didn't think about it, to be honest. I just grabbed my stuff. I grabbed, like, my phone quickly. Mm-hmm. I told my sister, record me right now. Gotcha. <laughs> and we just did it a little bit, and I submitted. And at this time... video that it was, like... Um attention latin america yes i i was in that video yes yes that's so funny. that video exactly and Wait, um, you participated yeah oh, okay. they were like hey can you come and just like because uh, i wasn't affiliated with the office at all so they were just like can you just come and record and we recorded with um olga she was from panama yeah and we recorded with sergio 
because he was from Colombia and he was just like attention Bolivia Panama and I was Colombia. Guatemala yeah ah. and they were like giving um I think like five for each country um and I and I say like I'm sure a lot of people see it like I want to hurry and all and I told Marcelo like Marcelo I submit my video and he was mm-hmm. like okay let's wait to what they say and I remember like I was so happy when I like when I sent and I was like oh please I hope it I hope I can make it and I think on November or so, I received, like, the reply. Uh, Juan, like, he was from Paraguay. He was the one that sent Juancito. me. Juan. Yeah. Love Juancito. Juan was the one that announced me, like, I was select. And I remember I was just crying on my room. I was, oh. like, to my parents, like, oh, my God. And so there's where, like, the process start. And That's also, awesome. yeah, something that also encouraged me a lot to come to ESU was, like, have some familiarity with some people. And between those, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, Joss. yeah, Jocelyn is an alumni um, now, but back in that time, she was, if I'm not wrong, she was doing her master's when I came yeah. here, she was starting it, um, and she was from Bolivia, that is where I am too, um, and she was like literal, like my main connection with ESU, like she helped me a lot to understand the process, I cannot say like, she just helped me a lot, like yeah. I think that there's not enough words to explain how thankful I am. With her, um, I annoy her. I feel like I annoy her so much. Like, every day I'll be like, Jocelyn, 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 Jocelyn. And I feel like she will be probably blocking me over her phone. Like, oh, my God, this this girl again. <laughs> but no, like, she was my main contact. And she was just awesome. She was amazing. She helped me a lot. I had the fortune to not meeting her when I was already finishing my process of application to ESU around February because ESU came to Bolivia to do a presentation. And that's the first time I met her. And I met also uh, Brian Powers. And they both gave me more explanation, more more um, more information about what is coming to ESU, the things that I will leave there, and like everything that is related, like to the financial part, the academic, the opportunities, and all. Right. So I was able to know more uh, before to come. And at the end, I just, I came here on August two thousand nineteen. So it was like a very fast journey. And as like I always told my mom, like you know, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Right. Yeah. Because so everything just went so fast and it went really um really good yeah really smooth like i didn't have to wait even with the embassy the embassy was really fast to do my paperwork uh the interview i remember i got scared because in the interview uh, as this international student when you're applying to your visa for the ones that would like probably to come to the u.s mm-hmm. uh they do an interview to ask you like some basic stuff and in my case like that interview had a mix of people that were applying for tourist visa and people that were applying for a student visa and like I mentioned before, this friend, Vitaly, that was the one that put that idea on my mind to come to study to the U.S. Uh, he had his like an interview previously, and he like explained to me how it was going to be so I don't get nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when I got like that, they accept me and everything. I was just so happy. And when I get like my letter, I was just double happy. Right. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm, I mean, like totally. Right. It was like, right. like they said, like a, like a dream come true, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I explained before, it was just so smooth, like the way it developed, it was just so fast that I said, like, I mean, it's it's meant to be. That's how it is. And for, from the first moment that I arrived to ESU, like I knew like it was one of the best decisions I ever made because I I mean, I felt like home. I felt like home. Definitely. That's that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that ESU like made you feel at home. I can say the same for me, at least. And I feel like there's a lot of international students yeah, that even when they move away from Emporia, they miss this place. Like, you know, like I need to come back to Emporia. So yeah. that's awesome. So 
since ESU is your home, um, what do you love most about Emporia? Like, what is your thing here? Like, tell us. What I love about Emporia, well, actually, there are two things I really love about this place. The first is that they really are committed to making students feel involved and be part mm -hmm. of the university. So they're not like telling, you know, just come to class, go home, do your homework, and like repeat. <laughs> right. They really are all the time promoting activities to students, you know, to go. And some of them are really fun. Like, you know, we're going to have a bingo. We're going to have a movie night. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good way to, you know, share with other students, especially when you're an international student, to share with American students and have like this experience. That I think is something that at the end we're all looking for because you want to experience what they live in the country that you are now studying, right? Um, but they also have other activities that are really um, helpful in the way of like, we will, we will have, for example, this month was Black History Month. And so we have a bunch of experiences, speakers, like they have so many good stories to tell, so many good information oh, that yeah. it was just like almost me as an international student. I was really excited to know more about because personally, like in my country, we don't talk too much about that. Um, but coming here, I realized that like it's very important to promote culture, to be really aware of right. it. And I really love that about ESU. I think that it's an amazing opportunity to even create contacts because like some of these speakers are really well known. Um, they have motivational speakers. In this time, even we have like a famous director of Hollywood that came and talked to us and he was just amazing. So it's these kind of opportunities that I really love. Um, the way they help their students that I'll be talking of that in a little bit. But my favorite is like, um, like I said before, the way that it feels like home. Um, since I'm from Latin America, I there's a certain amount of Latin American students here. Oh yeah. And definitely it feels like a huge big family. <laughs> like, that's exactly like a big family. We are, I believe. Like and it, that's something that is very funny about ESU and our um, like Latin American community, but I feel like it's it's the same for every like any yes. country. Um, we just gravitate towards each other. Like that's just a thing. And we as, like we're here and we just automatically assume we're family and we start you know, you know treating ourselves like family. But also I think we're very also like an inclusive community in the sense that we welcome anyone and everyone we would be we're always so excited when someone else like when someone brings their roommate to like our little gatherings the gatherings <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> like that's something i really like and i was scared to be honest at the start because i knew that i met jocelyn like online uh, i knew that i met like also juan but I was really scared in a way because I said, like, I, I'm not sure if there's enough, like, Latin American community. I know it's going to be pretty different. Because also a lot of people told me, like, oh, no, you're like you're going to Kansas. Like, I don't think you're going to find too much, like, yeah. Spanish speakers. That's mostly, like, in the coast. So I was like, okay, you know, in a way I was happy because I said, okay, at the end I'm coming, like, also to practice my English. Right. Um, but as soon as I came, I remember, like, one of, like, I think one week after I arrived, uh, we make like a gathering and there's where I met like a lot of people in between of them Laura that's the first time I met Laura in Jocelyn's house ESU and, gatherings yeah <laughs> oh yeah the ESU gatherings and I think like that's something like I mentioned I just loved because I make like lifelong friends from there um, every single person there have been like really helpful and they'll be like you know Anita if you ever need something just say it and they'll be like always there for me so um, that is what I really I'm thankful for ESU mm -hmm. and also because um, there's a lot of help um, not only by your advisor but like the international office for me 
definitely like a second home. Like every time I need something, I came here um, and I'll be like, can you help me with this? And they'll be like so nice with me. They'll be always helping me. Also my professors, like they always worry about me if my classes are doing okay, if I am doing okay. And I think like something very valuable here is like they worry about your mental health, about yeah. like, you know, you need a, a time for you. It's okay. Just you need to say it. Right. And that's something I was really shocked because I was like, okay, that no one ever said that to me when I was in Bolivia. In Bolivia, they were like, yeah. study, 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 study. But like, what grade did you get? Yeah, yeah, but here is more important, like, to really take care of yourself. So that's something yeah. I really love. Right. And about opportunities, something that I think is that they're very accessible to students. Like, to be honest, if you search, you're going to find. Um, it's something that you just need to li- really, like, put effort on it. But ESU just has so many opportunities, especially for international students. Uh, for me, one of them were uh, at the start of my sophomore year, like I was able to get a full writer scholarship. Was, yeah, I was really Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you know what is the best about this scholarship is that you can reapply again. So if you're fortunate enough and you can have another year of that full ride, like it's really helpful because it really allows you to save money. Right, right. And in this case, this scholarship uh, obviously covered like the in-state tuition. Uh, it covered the um, food, the housing, um, and also what will be like book expenses, your health insurance. Like it covered most of a wow. lot, a lot of things, and it really helped me to save a lot of money. This uh, so this that is my sophomore year. Um, so that's one of the opportunities that I felt like, oh my god, like I can't believe it. Um, I was just so happy and. Um, in this case, the financial office and ESU scholarships, they're really helpful. Like every time you have a doubt about it, they help you out with it. Um, in my case, when I get the scholarship, I stopped living in the uh, on campus. I moved off campus and I thought like, oh my God, like that money, I will probably will not be part of it. But they were like, no, like we'll still give you that money. So that's the money that I'm saving right now. Uh, so they give me back the money that um, they will give me while I will be living on campus. And that money is the one that I save uh, for my future years um, and right now I'm still having like all my tuition pay and all that I need was paid to that's amazing yeah that's and, awesome that's yeah. a great opportunity can you tell us about like the, the requirements of the scholarship like how did you get it I, I assume it was like based on merit of course in a way yeah like what this scholarship asks you for is well first of all being an ESU student okay. um, you need to already have like a GPA uh, for to be able to apply so mm-hmm. I think like after your first semester you're already able to do okay. it because you will have already uh, your GPA. Um, you also need to explain uh, how involved you are with ESU. Oh. So that's why I say like it's really important um, all these opportunities that ESU give you about you know if there's a club you can go to it because it allows you also to know more about every single student, every single thing that ESU is promoting. Um, also it asks you to in this case write an essay um and those were basically like our our main requirements for the scholarship so it was no close because at the start i thought like i think it's only for domestic students mm-hmm. but they told me that no like as long as you've been an esu student it's open for you oh, wow. yeah okay so i have a comment and a question yes yeah, sure. i make the comment first and then i can go <laughs> on the questions i think that is something that a lot of us don't realize coming here that i think more opportunities open up to ourselves once we're here and enrolled and just ha- after taking classes, after getting involved, 
Because it's it's often a misconception that you're going to come to the States with a full ride already. And I think those cases do happen. But, you know, they're very, they're more slim. Right. You know? Yes. But the opportunities are here. Like, Anita got a full ride. But she, of course, she had to, like, be a student, participate, and show her academic, you know, like, skills before she could apply for the scholarship. So that's something that definitely, I think a lot of people get discouraged just because up front, they can't just get a full ride. Right. Yeah. yeah. But and it's like you said, um, you need to be patient. That's the yeah. thing, you know? Absolutely. Um, obviously, like at the start, like you, like I mentioned, you need to have this grade so that you can apply. And not just to this scholarship, but for a lot of scholarships that not just ESU have, but a lot of universities do. And um, that is obviously a requirement. But like I said, they're very flexible. Like they're really, really good. Um, and I, for example, that semester, I I didn't only get that scholarship. I was able to get other two scholarships too. So they don't have a limit exactly. You know, they're not like, yeah. oh, you know, we give you a full ride. So that's, that's it. it. No, yeah. like, like well, once this one a person a person told me about this is like, if you need to knock a thousand doors, you have to knock them because one is going to be open at the right. end. Yeah. Always <clears throat> one opens. So don't be afraid, like like Laura said, at the start, like people feel like, oh, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it and so and so. But if you really go and you really apply, like I think I applied to, I don't know, maybe more than 10 scholarships mm-hmm. or so. But it's going to be like one of them that yeah. is going to be for you. Right. And also, like, it's not every department has like a, a, an opportunity. So you will not only get like a, a scholarship because you're just an ESU student. But let's say you're in the communication department, communication department has their scholarships. If you are in the sociology department, sociology also has their scholarships. Like, there's so many opportunities. Like, even if you're involved in campus organizations, they are able to provide you also scholarships. Like, some of them do. So you have, like, unlimited <laughs> options to really, if you if you want to have a scholarship, well, get one. Um, like, ESU has, like, really a huge, huge amount of opportunities for international students yeah. that I think that was something that it really also motivated me like a lot. Um, and I'm really thankful for it. Like, I'm so, so thankful. Right. So it seems like you're, you're, you're pretty involved uh, in campus, as we can tell, academically, <laughs> socially, you know. Mm-hmm. So what are some like extracurricular activities that you are directly involved in? Any leadership that you do? Yeah, um, so one of them is the Honors College. Um, I was presented them by Paula, that was a Guatemalan stu- uh, student here. Um, and the Honors College is one of the best, I think, leadership opportunities that we can have as students because it, all, it allows you a lot to grow up in that part and it also allows you to create projects as like um, help your community, which I think was really great. Um, so that's my main one where I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, they have classes that I need to take obviously um, about leadership, about how to make your project to come true, like how to have a good management of it. Um, so it was really good for me to go to those classes, but there are also a lot of uh, student organizations, like the student government, for example. Um, currently, uh, I was a senator at the start, but now I am the diversity chair of it. So I work a lot with um, most of the diversity uh, RSOs that we have on campus, as also like with the diversity department if we want to do a project or an event. Um, I'm in charge of that part with other students also that are part of my committee. So that's another way that it really help, 
helps a lot because being in the student government, it means that you're the voice of the students and being able to do a change, you know, not only in their lives, but also in the university to help everybody to feel more involved, to feel more um, included on mm -hmm. it. It was really important to me, especially as an international student, because I know sometimes we feel afraid, you know, we're like, I, like, I, I don't feel like I'm from here, you know, and you, you're close and you're afraid. But I think like when you have like these kind of people that help, like I have people that helped to me a lot when I came here. And that's, I feel like the way that I feel so comfortable, like engaging with ESU, engaging with organizations. And so I want to provide the same to new students or even to students that are already here and um, didn't have the confidence to, you know, involve. So by working right now with the student government and being the diversity chair, it helped me a lot to go more in depth on that and like promote more diversity in our campus and off campus too. Um, there we have like Union Activities Council that is another organization that I've been part of. And that, I love that organization because it's the main one that planifies all the student, um, all the events here in ESU. So we're going to bring a speaker, most of the time is Union Activities Council, or we're going to do a movie night to people to hang out or a cooking club or stuff like that. Win it Wednesdays. Yeah, winning Wednesdays is like oh, a, something. I think I've seen that on social yeah, media. Yeah, that's actually. something that I think people have been loving. Um, winning Absolutely. Wednesdays. Yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. Like you can just go to our Instagram and basically just like tag some of your friends, and we will do like a kind of lottery thing, like a bingo. Away. Yeah, and you will you can win a lot of stuff. Like sometimes our school supplies, other times are some kind of candy, some kind of ESU merch. Like they're very good goodies. I will yeah. say, I really right. love. Unfortunately, I was never able to win, <laughs> but um, a lot of students do. And I mean, right now, I think like they have a lot of school supplies because we're still like in the school year yeah. and stuff. Uh, sometimes even we give like some gift cards and stuff like that. That's so awesome. it's something like really, really amazing. And being involved with campus as an international student, to be honest, it helped me a lot to meet a lot of people. So I suggest a lot, like if you're an international student and you're coming to ESU, or if you're in another university, like really try to engage a lot with your community, yeah. with your campus, because it also makes that you can be the voice of international students, have a presence there and make a change. And it allows you to also know more about the American culture that I think is very important because like I said, at the end, we came here to study and also to learn about their culture that is very important. So like by being involved, it really helped me a lot to meet a lot of people. I met a lot of friends uh, there too. And I feel really happy to be able to also make a change, a positive impact in our community. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Anita, it was so good talking to you. I just want to wrap things up by, by asking the question that we ask all of our international students. Yeah. Um, would you mind telling us of a time that you can think about where you thought, like, oh, um, I'm not from here. Like, I'm definitely not from the U.S. Oh, my God. I think it was... <laughs> Yeah, it was my freshman year when I was living still in the dorms. Like, in my floor, they were all girls, but I think I was the only international student. Mm -hmm. And I remember I started to work also my first semester. That's something that also good opportunities ESU has. Like, you can work as a student, and they're very flexible with you. And it's a way, like I said, to earn money and start to save. Um, and I remember, like, yeah, well, like, most of them will know each other already because like they're American students. Most of the time they will already came like to the university a few times. They already like knew each other. And I was just like there, <laughs> like, hi, my name is Anita. <laughs> and I remember like, yeah, that made me feel like, oh, like I don't feel like part of here or so because I was, 
I was not, it was not that I was unable to engage, but it was like, they already make their groups, they already make like their friends, mm. and it's understandable, you know? Yeah. And I know, like, for them, it was, like, also, like, oh, this is an international student. So, like, they also tried to commute with me, like, try to bring me to their stuff and, and all that. But it still was, like, that feeling, like, you know, like, they already know each other. And I was a start, I was a starting, you know, yeah. to also make my group of friends. And so, so I think that I, that was the first time that I was, like, no, like, definitely, it feels different. It, it feels, feels different. different. Yeah. But, like I said, like, I had a lot of people, like, Jocelyn, Juan, even my own roomie in that moment in, in, in the housing part, they just make me feel like home. Like they mm. really did. And I feel like very thankful for it because well, you're an international student, you're miles away from home, you know, and right. sometimes homesickness, like so that's something that, you know, you feel it, you want it or not in a moment. It hits sometimes at the start of the month. Also other times it hits right. you like Even after randomly. you've been. Yeah. 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 Like after you've been here two years, suddenly one day you're like, I miss home, I miss you home, know? Right. And I like that hit me my first time. I think like I was two weeks already in the dorms and my roommate used like she was an American uh student and I remember she used to go every weekend to Wichita that was uh where she was from. And I remember like the first two weekends, um Max was still with me. Uh but one day I entered and Max was not there. And it felt like that uh, even though like they're not big rooms. It felt so big in that moment, you know, I was like, I'm alone, like, oh my God. And that's when I had like homesickness because I was like, oh my God, like I'm really alone in this place, you know. So it's something that it hits sometimes to international students. But it's normal. We have yeah, it's normal. But like I mentioned, like I have people like Jocelyn, the international office. If it's Laura. not clear, we love Jocelyn. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to shout Jocelyn. Shout out to Jocelyn. But yeah, like people like Jocelyn, Paula, Laura, um, a lot of other international students, like they really became my family. Even now that I live off campus, like my my roommates, they are international students too. And it feels like a small family, like definitely it makes things better. And that's something that I will be always thankful with as you. Like they gave me long life friends, like they gave me a family basically. Like aside to give me a good education and good support, they gave me like a family. And I think that, oh my God, I will never be enough thankful with them. Like, that's something I love about ESU, and I'm sure like if you want to come here, like definitely you will find a family. You will find me. You will find <laughs> you will find Lara. You will find a lot of people that will really make you feel so welcome and so loved. Yeah, um, we will never let an, an international student feel alone. Yeah, that's so sure. you can definitely or a, a domestic student even. Like, <laughs> like they're so just so welcoming with everyone, and I think like that's something I'm really thankful of ESU. And if yeah. you want to come to like ESU to study, definitely like. I will encourage you, like, do it because it it feels, like, just amazing. And like I said, it's not only the academic part, but also, like, the way that you feel as a human, you know, yeah. like, you feel love, you feel like there's people caring for you. And I think that at the end, that's the most important, yeah. and it helps you a lot during your academic part, so. Yep. Your international family is waiting for you in ESU or anyone hearing this that might consider right. coming. You're home away from home. It is, right. definitely. Yep. Yeah. Also... What an awesome episode. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Anita. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Nash. And thank you so much, Laura. And thanks to you guys that are listening to our podcast. I don't miss the uh, next episode. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. Please join us next week to hear from our next guest. See you soon.